Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the August edition of my One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running throughout 2017. This month will be One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement. My sponsor this month is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 500 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, I would urge you to visit, visit Affiliated Monitors at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. As I indicated, this month we're going to look at one month to more effective continuous improvement. We're going to consider auditing and monitoring the different types of audit auditing that you can do from third-party auditing, supply chain, data risk auditing, auditing, culture auditing, for auditing against fraud. We're going to talk about control testing. We're going to look at continuous improvement through the use of big data. We're going to look at measuring effectiveness, risk-based monitoring, email sweeps as monitoring, and listening as continuous monitoring. I think you're going to find it a fascinating month. And I'm sure at the end of the month, you will have picked up multiple lessons on what you can do to improve your compliance program around continuous improvement. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode, and I hope you'll join me for the entire month. This 2017 One Month to a Better Compliance Program podcast series is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 9, the Fraud Audit. Today, I consider a fraud audit by using data analytics to help detect or prevent bribery and corruption where the primary sales force used by employees are their own employees as a component of continuous improvement. There have been several significant corruption actions in China, both involving the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act and Chinese domestic law, involving Chinese-based employees defrauding their own company by using false expense reports to create a pot of money to use as a slush fund to pay bribes. Here you can think back to the Eli Lilly FCPA enforcement action from 2012 up to the GlaxoSmithKline problems as examples where employees use their own expense accounts, not for personal use, but for greater corporate malfeasance, including bribery and corruption. It would also demonstrate how the use of a fraud audit can bring continuous improvement to your compliance program. One common technique is to split larger purchases across multiple small transactions. So an organization has must de designate their data analytics to detect such split transactions. An example might be where a client uses procurement cards for certain low-dollar expenses. The company has a procurement card limit for most employees around $3,000 or at rather $3,000 for a single transaction and $10,000 for an aggregate spend in, in a single month. Here you'd want to identify P-card spends for larger dollar transactions that may have 
required capitalization as fixed assets in addition to identifying inappropriate or personal purchases. Using data analytics, you can identify the purchase of large items such as a computer system, but which were split through multiple invoices across multiple days using one invoice from the same computer vendor. And I give an example of this in the written materials with today's podcast. Contrast this with the problem of split transactions. An organization, or one example might be, an organization had an employee who was responsible for maintaining and scheduling a fleet of over 100 vehicles. One of the responsibilities was paying various bills related to the vehicles, including Department of Motor Vehicle taxes per car. How do you utilize transactions with the same vendor when multiple transactions are evaluated or analyzed together? Another area to focus on is travel, gifts, travel, and entertainment, or GTE. To identify out-of-pocket expense reports, and out-of-compliance expenses. This is achieved by using a similar logic to the accounts payable example around what's called double dipping. This means an expense that is recorded once on a T&E or GTE report and then a second time on another GTE expense report or a PCAR charge or other type of expense. These examples can be uncovered with data analytics and you can move to determine if there's an intentional as opposed to unintentional mistake and that would certainly impact your disciplinary decision-making calculus. In the case of double dipping, the key is to look for the same airfare, or double dipping rather in GTE, it's to look for the same airfare or hotels or meals, perhaps being reported on multiple employees' GTE expense reports. An example might be where one employee takes another employee out for a business meal, they pay for the meal on one expense report, then separately a coworker records the meal same day, same city, and claims the employees as one of their attendees. With data analytics, there are clear examples of suspicious transactions which should be further investigated. Another example of double dipping includes duplicate transactions between meals and per diem allowances or mileage in company vehicles or rental cars. These are all that all can be identified with data analytics, it may be very difficult for an individual approver to see on a single expense report. The reason is that you often are tasked with approving the employee's expense report and the reviewer most often has a single form in front of themselves for review. This makes it difficult to recall who would have submitted a report a month or two previously and it's very possible that someone has submitted a expense request for a second time. The same could arise with P-card purchases. If you have a prover considering a single purchase uh, that was approved on Monday and then sees it again later in the week or even later in the next month. If those two transactions have been on the same day, the approver might not have approved them, but by moving to different dates, it can be a mechanism which would confuse or at least hide from the initial line of initial reviewer. You might think that employee expense reports would not be a subject for a compliance type or compliance-based audit. 
But you really have to think about how other FCPA enforcement actions, and I pointed to two earlier, Eli Lilly and GSK, employees literally filed thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in fake expense reports and pooled the money to create a pot of money to pay bribes. You have to follow the money, and the fraud audit is a key component of continuous improvement for this purpose with sales-based employees. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, the typical audit and the typical fraud audit will get down into the weeds with data analytics. As a compliance officer or a lawyer, you need to embrace this and not be afraid of data analytics, but bring in a specialist, either internal audit within your organization or go to an outside vendor to take a look at GTE spend. Number two, split dollar expenses are a key metric. Uh, Have there been multiple invoices at just at or below the threshold for additional approvals? Uh, This is a key, key, key indicator. And finally, double dipping can lead to larger problems. Uh, The GSK and Eli Lilly case were multiple examples of double dipping. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast on one month to more effective continuous monitoring, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for Day 10. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement in Your Compliance Program. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, please rate this podcast. It was a help in our rankings and also get the word out about the only daily podcast to help you improve your compliance program. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and you've been listening to one month of more effective continuous improvement from the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.